0: Sometimes I get better at singing Sometimes it feels a lot like the weekend I do my best thinking When I'm drinking Hello. And welcome to Line Drunk. So this is a bonus episode. As part of the Fantasia International Film Festival, I interviewed two people. Um, well, I guess three, actually. Uh, but one, the first one you'll hear, is from the writer and director, or co-writer, of Hippo. Hippo is a. It's an interesting movie. It's a comedy. IMDb says, Hippo, a peculiar adolescent... And his Hungarian stepsister, Buttercup, struggled to come of age in late 1990s America under the roof of a mother who has been institutionalized at least once. So, this interviews with Mark H. Rappaport, but the movie is also co written by the star, Kimball Farley. Also, Hippo was produced by the people that brought you the Righteous Gemstones. So, that was very interesting to me. Um, you know, so you've got produced by. David Gordon Green, Jodie Hill, and also Danny McBride. So enjoy, and check it out when it comes out on streaming service, I'm guessing, or wherever you can find it.
1: When do you think World War III is going to happen? Mom.
0: Well, it's hard to say, dear.
1: I'm asking for your best guess. Do you think it might be in my lifetime?
0: I suppose it could.
1: That's what I feared. Okay. I need a gun. What does this mean you need a gun? It's a funny question coming from a Hitler youth like you. My parents were Hungarian. The boy was Adam, also known as Hippo. Fuck! The girl was known as Buttercup. Do you think it would be alright if I went on a date? A a date? Yeah, with a guy.
0: Who is this guy? Well, I don't know his name. I met him on the internet. My dick is in love with pain. <laughs> you
1: got him the crossbow, mother. Why? Foolish
0: question. I <laughs> really wanted it. He pulled. Nice. Oh you What's know, your
1: birthday? You Come on. Do, 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 do. He do, pulled. Do, do, what? Do, 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 do. Fuck me, you big bastard! And give me your big child. Your sick big man and your milky goo. Terrible accident happened. It's so terrible. Please come. Mom! Hello. Hello. Hello, Lee. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm good. Okay, so we're here to talk about Hippo.
1: Yes. Were you able to check it out? I was amazing.
0: It's, it's an interesting movie. It's not what I was expecting. And I kept like, I would thought something was going to happen and then something else happened.
1: And I was like, Oh, okay. I like that.
0: But how did you come up with this idea?
1: So there's a few main facets to my life experience that fueled this movie. Uh, the first primary one is uh coming of age. And just the fact that I didn't really have an understanding of sex uh until i don't know t- yesterday um or <laughs> at least like really college um i grew up in a orthodox jewish community you know we wore the yarmulkes the strings and the leather thing we did all this all that jazz um and sex was just not really talked about uh, we actually had a sex ed class in the school called sex with the rabbi which uh a name that i don't know if is aged well um
0: I don't Plus, think that uh, was appropriate.
1: Yeah, so that was just, that was really our health, that was our health class. Um, and then at home, you know, my mother tried to do the best she could to shield us from the bad sides of it, but she probably went a little too far um, in order because maybe, uh, maybe because my dad was a little more raunchy and they had some, their own marital issues. So my mom like shielded us and, you know, the, so the combination of those two things um, really did lead me to. Feeling like I was an alien species. Uh, my mother, I believe she really said, she will deny that. She said that goo will come out of you, but I swear she said it. She said something about a puddle. And I was like, I had, I obviously like, you know, was able to figure out that that was not the truth, but sort of the impetus was like, well, what if, yeah, what if I wasn't let's, let's play on the more mentally ill side of society, which is a real problem in America. And, uh, and, you know, so so it's, it was that. And then plus, yeah, getting into America, the original title of the movie was Hippo or the Spectacular Detonation of an American Nuclear Family. But that sounded way too pretentious. Uh, so I dropped the second title. Uh, and but, it, but the message stayed that uh, this is a bit of a satire, a bit of a commentary on American culture, the puritanical nature of it all. You know, not just me. Yes, it's about me, but I want to say something bigger. And, and play on the trope of the maybe incel character um, and not, you know, maybe make you think this guy's an uh, incel, Columbine type, uh, hence Hippo, Elephants, another inspiration, uh, Gus Van Sant's Columbine movie, maybe make you play on that, but then it turns out like, no, 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 this guy's his own unique sort of fucked up and, uh, and we can have a little more fun than, than a movie about, say, Columbine. And Kimball had a similar life experience, my co-writer and, and star. You know, he brought his Mormon background to the script. Okay. Into his yeah, he, so he brought his experience to, to Hippo as well, being sheltered and thinking that sex is laying naked next to next to another person. Interesting. <laughs> here we are. I'm married now.
0: That's good. Um, <laughs> did you have a stuffed animal growing up
1: then? I had a stuffed bear, um, a polar bear, and. Did I do unspeakable things to it? It's off. Poss- I block it out. Probably. I mean, I guess it's good. It was white. It was already white. So like, yeah, it was easier to,
0: <laughs> um, I'm curious. Cause one thing that caught that grabbed my attention was the fact that the sister adopted sister is from Hungary. Yes. I've been there three times. What, where did that come about?
1: So I wanted to inject the movie with a, a sister character. I have three brothers. Uh, I, uh, Kimball has a sister. I wanted to bring that female perspective to the film as also the counterpoint to the male mental illness perspective and, you know, the person who ends up being the hero, really. Um, because when you talk about sex, you're really talking about a baby. Uh, at the end of the day, that's what it could lead to. And so it's like, well, we need a we need someone who could potentially get pregnant. Like, um, this sex is not just a thing for men. You know, it's, it's women can have it too. They can enjoy it. They can have babies. Uh, and so I wanted to bring that perspective and make her the most, you know, the one we're really end up silently rooting for sort of a, that sort of came as a good surprise as a male writer in the script and in the filming. Um, but the reason for Hungary, uh, so she's Hungarian, Lila Kislinger, she's a wonderful Hungarian actress who's won a silver bear at Berlin, and that's how we met. And so the, Hung- the Hungarian element was a, was out of necessity because I wanted to cast her as the step sibling and thought, well, she is Hungarian. Her English at the time was rather choppy. So we have to make her Hungarian. Um, and so, yeah, we just we just went we just went in on that, uh, embraced her origins. And, and uh, you know, rather than play, you know, something she's not, let's just let's embrace what she is Hungarian uh, from a Catholic background.
0: I'm trying not to give anything away.
1: <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> I mean, you know, your audience better. <laughs>
0: well, my audience is drunk audience. I I do the podcast where I provide a drinking game and a themed cocktail and let them get and then we talk about it were those video games that you played growing up
1: so Body Harvest was not like my favorite game or anything N64 yes like big time um Addicted uh which yeah was another thing we brought into it like you know what if this character just like you know that was his father figure it was the video game and and me and Kimball, we were both aware of Body Harvest, but we ended up picking it for the the name and the fact that it had great alien invasion plotline. And it just felt like this obscure thing, like that no one really cares, like no one really cares about Body Harvest. And we're like, let's, you know, it'll it'll help us not get sued as much that if we pick like Grand Theft Auto. Right. Or like Samus. But it's also like perfect. It just it just had everything we needed to for for the for the parallels to hippo's life
0: if this movie had a theme cocktail (laughs) (laughs) what would it be
1: oh i mean so my head definitely goes to hippo's hippo's mixed mixed drink of milk and mountain dew um but you would and, and but obviously you would add gin i'd say gin one part gin one part milk maybe two parts mountain dew
0: did you try that concoction? Not with a gym, but like the milk and the Mountain Dew.
1: Um, no, I did not. But it was just like we just wanted to create like a specific thing. K- Kimball really did. He drank Mountain Dew and milk. To make it even grosser, he drank it with almond milk because he doesn't like regular milk. And and that and uh, yeah, the can we got in the movie was from nineteen nineties. It was actual old Mountain Dew can, and he ended up drinking some of it. But for most of the scenes, we put in real Mountain Dew. <laughs>
0: That sounds so gross. Um, and what would be some drinking rules for this film?
1: <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, you, I think uh, you could, you could drink any every time someone says hippo, you'll probably get very drunk. Um, you could also, uh, you could also drink every time, um, every time uh, Buttercup uh, gets angry with her brother or frustrated, which is also like every scene. Um, anytime anyone mentions anything extraterrestrial um, I don't know you you might be able to come up with a better one
0: <laughs> maybe anytime that you were if something happens you weren't expecting to happen because I like really like I said I thought this movie was going in one direction and then there's a huge twist again and then it does it again
1: yeah that's um, good You'd be like what do you think is going to happen and then everyone says it and then if they're wrong they drink,
0: <laughs> drink. Mm-hmm. um super soakers?
1: <laughs> yes I had to bring the super soakers. It's funny that that came into place like that. That's something that happened in the writing process. I love the writing process because you discover these things and it was like, oh my God, Buttercup has a way to impregnate herself. Like this is her out. Um, and then I, it, it reminded me of that super soaker with the really long tube. That's the one she uses because it has that phallic feel to it. Like you're not gonna impregnate yourself with like the one with like a short spout. That seems like messy. Um so I like remembered that super soaker from childhood and was like we need that one, like the one like that little one she used. And um our brilliant art people, Rebecca and and June, um they found uh they found all of this stuff on eBay, everything we needed. And uh yeah, just a just a wonderful time find it's a very fun thing to find all those relics and I have them all in my mom's house. <laughs>
0: Well, and more power to Hippo if he thought he could fill it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, um, little magical realism there. He fills those up a lot. I mean, his lifeblood was drained.
0: What has the, re- the reaction been from the festivals you've been to from people?
1: So this is the world premiere, um, and, to, and right. the reaction last night, uh, and we have another screening in an hour. Uh, the reaction last night was incredible. I think people, I was, I think I was surprised by people laughing at certain parts that I. I thought were funny but and then like maybe not laughing as much as the part I thought were funny but that's that's the beauty of cinema like every audience is going to be like a different ride um and you know and also there are parts that I'm happy no one laughs because it's like supposed to be scary so it was, it's just interesting to see how people react and I think that it had the desired effect based on based on the Q&A last night um so I'm just I can't wait for more people to see it I mean just want to I just wanted to yeah available.
0: And <laughs> what was your like what made you decide to shoot in black and white instead of color?
1: Uh just I'm just kind of I became obsessed with the striking imagery of it and what you can do with light and it puts the focus on the actor's face instead of maybe a color in the background or a color of what they're wearing. Um someone some famous director said that it's the actor's best friend. I think it was Orson Welles um because it just makes the actor shine like an ethereal being um but uh yeah i credit my cinematographer will babcock for for really getting me hooked um and then looking at movies like cold war persona but also modern classics like the lighthouse you know that gave me the confidence like oh i i I can make a black and white movie because someone still does it and it's fun to try to keep the medium alive it's just because i think it's so striking and and weird and and it helps with the tone of the weird it fit the tone, too, a little bit.
0: Okay, one thing I have to ask, for because I was watching the opening credits and I saw two names and I was shocked. How did Jody Hill and Danny McBride get involved in producing this film?
1: Yes, and David Gordon Green, of course, the, tri- the trio, the exorcist director. They're a group. So they're a group called Rough House Pictures. Um, they do The Righteous Gemstones. They do Eastbound and Down. I
0: love that show so much, The Righteous Gemstones.
1: Yeah, so they came on at an early cut of the film my manager josh mark sent it to julian lewichka our other ep at rough house um along with brandon james julian saw it sent it to david david gordon green who, like i guess became obsessed with it and made its rounds at rough house and yeah they boarded as a company they they have this great history of coming on to indie films uh, as eps in my case it wasn't just a the name they actually came in helped shape the movie they we trimmed five or six minutes. We made some edits. Um, and David is like, you know, I see him a bit like a mentor type. Uh, I actually have yet to have the pleasure of meeting Danny or Jody, uh, but I hope they come to one of the premieres uh, soon. And yeah, no, it's just, it was a great, happy thing that just happened to get them on um, because just, helps get more eyes on the movie. They just love indie film and and God bless them.
0: Cool. Yeah. I saw them at a festival beginning of June, but I didn't get a chance to meet any of them.
1: Mm. Yeah. They're super fun. I mean, now you can talk, if you just say hippo, they'll be like, Oh yeah. Hippo. (laughs) (laughs) And it fits their brand of humor apparently, uh, which I, which I realize now, but at the time I wasn't like, I love the righteous gemstones and all their stuff, but, I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is for Rough House. They're going to connect. And then once they did connect with it, I was like, duh. Like, I'm so influenced by this kind of humor. Like, it just felt like a perfect match. And now they're help- helping produce my next movie. Um, oh, that's cool. So hoping to get that going eventually.
0: And can I ask what your next movie is?
1: It's called Cornucopia. And it's a cult leader movie about a father-son in the middle of the desert. And they, they, they invite their... Weird group of followers. Whoever will come um, in the wake of their cosmic ascension, and, and it's the days leading up to it, and the dramatic cores. You know, between the father and the son, the son's having some doubts about. You know, is this really a good plan? Um, and it's funny and fucked up, and ho- hopefully a lot of similar tone of hippo, but it'll it'll probably end up being its own its own unique thing as well. Um,
0: you gonna shoot from- that in black and white?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say maybe we were talking about that yesterday. Like, I love black and white. I need a reason to not shoot on black and white. Um, so if we can get like really good production design and like have everyone's clothes be like monochrome and use the desert landscape, it could almost feel like black and white. Because what I because I it the world, I do want that world to feel very bleak. Whether it's black and white, sepia, or something, uh, sepia might be the move.
0: Could be. <laughs> <laughs> So what got you into filmmaking?
1: Um, I started off actually in stand-up comedy. I wanted to be a comedy writer. Uh, Stand-up turned out to be terrifying. I had an internship with Jimmy Fallon show. It was fun. It was great people. Uh, But then I made this indie movie at the same time in college called Uncaged with my friend Daniel, who directed it. And and, uh, it just got me hooked. I was like we can make a movie for a hundred thousand dollars. What can't we do? Like, it's like power. Like you have this magical power to cut through. It's like, Hey, as long as we're willing to like live in our mom's house till we pop off, this is the way, the way of the Lord. Um, and so I just gave up the comedy dream and then I produced a few films and then eventually got the confidence to direct myself. Um, definitely needed the confidence in watching others do it. If I hadn't produced a few films first, like in the similar budget range, I would have, my first film would be like terrible. Cause like, I got to see what I would do and whatnot and what I would do. Do
0: you get good mentors then?
1: Yeah. Good mentors, good friends, just being on set. You can't go wrong. You'll always learn something.
0: Cool. well, Ooh. thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I know we have only have a short one cause we have a note I think another person I have to do, but um, I really appreciate you checking out the film. Uh, I'm excited to hear your podcast. It sounds really fun. So yeah, my pleasure. Yeah,
0: it's a lot of fun. I got the list of films and I chose films based on name. I had, I went into this film knowing nothing.
1: Well, thank you. I'm glad Hippo caught your attention.
0: What's an odd name for a film? I didn't know. Yeah. I had no idea.
1: All right, well, I'm glad it did something for you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. Take care. Good to see you. Bye. Bye.